Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing American Assassin and discussing Season 3 of Narcos. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How you doing? I am doing good, man. How you doing? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. It was, was an interesting weekend of um, movies. So, it, oh, it, uh, by the way, guys, I'm back. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we should way, address yeah. that right up the yeah. top. Yeah. It was uh, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy up over here in Florida. Uh, a bunch of people were trying to get gas, water, batteries, food pretty insane but for the most part we're all all right a lot of trees down a lot of trees down i'm actually really upset about this one tree that went down <laughs> yeah man like it's been there it's been there forever since i was a kid and now it's like it's gone so yeah. it, i was like damn but you know at least at least everybody is okay still trying to get power back on in some lo- in some locations but for the most part everybody is fine on the east coast not so much the west coast so keep them in your prayers but yeah, we're probably gonna be posting something on YouTube. Sorry about that—that that not being active lately, but it's been kind of hectic because Enrique does um, he does after-school activities, and then I have works. So our schedules haven't really been able to mesh up well, but we are think we are gonna plan to do something. So just stay tuned for that. Exactly, and now it's a little less hectic because the hurricane has passed. Yes. <laughs> so we were we were scared for Jose for two seconds because I was just like, no. Can't happen again. Stop yeah, it. exactly. But, uh, yeah. All right. Well, I guess we should get into these movies. I mean, full disclosure, we or this movie. Full disclosure, we have seen the second movie from this weekend, Mother, but we are going to bring a third person in for that review, so we're kind of pushing that one back. And then also, I think everyone who sees that movie needs some time to digest it because it is a lot. So we're going to wait for that one. It'll be on the Wednesday episode. But for right now, we are going to talk about American Assassin. Ozzy, what were your overall thoughts on this movie? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. Everything that Michael Keaton touches is is basically from from when he, since Birdman to even Spider-Man Homecoming, everything that the man has touched is gold. Right? We can agree. We can agree. I mean, I didn't see the founder, so I... The the founder's even on Netflix, Carlos. There's no excuse as to why you didn't see that movie. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> but I mean, for the most part, I mean, even I mean, some could argue that the founder was okay, but still, I mean, uh-huh. everything that man has touches is, is not is not it's not bad. In his recent years, it hasn't been bad, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, Michael Keaton's in it. Like he knows what he's doing. You know, I have faith that you know he knows what he's doing. Don O'Brien, you know, you know he's he's been in some good stuff. So okay, but Taylor Kitsch, Kitsch I think yes, that's how you Taylor pronounce Kitsch. his name. Taylor Kitsch, not so much, not so much. He's been in a few good things here and there. Friday Night Lights is probably his most famous thing, and he's great in that, but yeah. Yeah, but for the most part, you know, some of the stuff, most of the stuff, I'm going to say 70% of the stuff that he touches is bad. Movies-wise, yes. They tried to make him a leading man, and it didn't really work out. Yeah, so 
I was I was kind of scared to see him in a movie with Michael Keaton because I was wondering like whose bad streak and whose good streak would like which one would overpower which one. Uh huh. And it turns out that Taylor beat um beat Michael Keaton. This was a pretty bad movie. Not gonna lie to you. Pretty pretty bad movie. Okay, I am re- I'm relieved actually because this. I- I have successfully, like, this is a good weekend for me. I successfully was able to avoid all Rotten Tomatoes scores for both of these movies. I literally have no idea what the Rotten Tomatoes score for this movie is. So, I was, like, I was so clean going into this. And especially since I didn't like the first trailers and I had started to warm up to the trailers and I was liking them. And I was like, okay, this could be good. This movie's boring. (laughs) This movie, uh, it's just... It was really just kind of, it was a shell of a spy thriller. It was kind of like, it was like what the studios think would make a good, like, Jason Bourne movie or something. And then they were just like, all right, let's do that. And they just kind of threw it at the wall and then, you know, it happened. I, I don't know. It's it's just a boring movie. We're going to talk more in depth about those negatives, but let's start positive. Let's start positive. I will start I actually think Michael Keaton was quite good in the movie. He was allowed at times to be his insane Keaton-esque, do his insane Keaton-esque type things where he was a little, he was able to get a little crazy and the accent that he has in the trailer is not in this movie for the most part. So I was like really worried about that accent because it was not working for me in the trailer. It's, um, I think they either redubbed it or whatever, but they got rid of it for the most part in this movie. So Michael Keaton was not the problem in this movie, in my opinion. I think he was actually quite good. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the performances were overall pretty good, even by Taylor Kitsch. I, yeah, I like Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch in this movie. I mean, I think I think he was a pretty good villain. Yeah, he honestly. was my second favorite part um, of the movie. Yeah, he was a pretty good villain to me. I liked. I definitely felt more of his story. I definitely felt more of their stories better than um, Dylan O'Brien's character, <laughs> Mitch <Yeah>. Rapp. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying I didn't like Dylan O'Brien's character. It's just you know, Michael Keaton and 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 um and Taylor Kitsch Kitsch character ghosts. Yeah, they just had like their story was so much more intriguing. Yes. I guess it was just because it was playing out more. That that was a story that was mainly taking place, so you cared about it more. And I will say the action scenes were actually really done well for the most part. Um, I disagree, I, but yes, go for it. I, look, I like some of the action sequences. I'm not gonna say a lot of it was great. Yeah. But I will say I did like some of the action sequences. Like I like the action sequence with Ghost and and uh, Dylan O'Brien. I did like their, mm-hmm. uh, except for the ending. I like their fight scene for the most part. And I thought some of it was actually pretty intense. But other than that, I mean, it's decent stuff. Decent stuff. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with Taylor Kitsch. I think he is my second favorite part of the movie. I think he. I've always I kind of liked Taylor Kitsch. I know he, his. The things he's been in haven't necessarily succeeded around him, but I rarely actually come out of the movie thinking he's the problem in his movies, and this is definitely the case here. I don't think he's the problem. And some... I Okay, I'll agree with you that some of the action is entertaining, and there were some times when it actually got pretty violent, but it wasn't in like a grotesque way. It was actually like entertaining action and violence, and there were moments in it. Now that's basically all I have for positives. <laughs> do you want to move to negatives, <laughs> or do you have yeah, anything let's else? Go, man. All right, let's move to negatives. And I already said it. This movie is boring, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that 
I, I will say something negative about Dylan O'Brien's character. Now, his performance, whatever. I mean, he wasn't given much to work with, so I'm not going to say he's the problem. But his character? I didn't care. I really didn't care. Like, they tried to give him... I, I honestly have a... I honestly felt like in this movie that we were shown that scene at the top, which they do show in the trailer, the one where his girlfriend gets killed, right? They show that in the trailer. We are given that scene just because they watched the movie and realized that there is no reason to care about this man. So they're like, we have to give him some tragic backstory to make the audience care. Here you go. And I'm like, I, it, that doesn't work. I didn't really care, no matter what his tragic backstory was. And I just didn't buy this story. I mean, that's another big issue I have with this movie. The timeline, they, they give us 18 months of him, tra- like, supposedly 18 months of him training. I'm sorry, but the levels that they say he reach he reaches don't make any sense with that timeline. So I I don't think this movie makes any sense. I think it's boring, and I think the lead is part of the mostly the problem. <laughs> I, I yeah I did not like this movie. Sorry. <laughs> let's let's start. I'm I'm starting off with the freaking CGI. Yes. Jeez, yeah. man. There's some bad green. God, <laughs> there is some horrible green screen and some horrible effects. Like there was an actual ship. CGI, and I could tell. Like when they're mm-hmm. pointing out their battle guns, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, are you serious? Yeah. Um, I don't know what they were doing. I mean, maybe they spent too much money on Michael Keaton. I don't know, <laughs> but damn, it was so bad. I, I mean, I'll agree with you with uh, with with Dylan O'Brien's character. He was he was just so he was just so bland, bland honestly, yeah, exactly. and it was so. You know, I, I wanted there to be more emotion in him because mm-hmm. he, for me, like he's such a driving point in the Maze Runner series. You know, you're rooting for his character, so you know, I was like, okay, Don O'Brien, I haven't seen. I mean, the Scorch Trials, okay, arguably it's a divisive movie. You got some people who love it, you got some people who hate it, but you can say you can at least say that Don O'Brien is not a problem. But his character here, it's just, it's really, it's a really bland performance. Yeah, and it's and it's really unfortunate because you know you're he's you know he's exchanging the. Um, with with he's doing dialogue with a powerhouse like Michael Keaton, and it's nothing. Nothing's really going on. Yeah, I mean, you see them, you know, occasionally spar, which is you know, it's great. But again, it, nothing's nothing's really going on with with their dialogue. I and, mean, I really don't think they gave him a lot to work with, honestly. Yeah, and the development of their relationship is so flat. Like, I didn't, I I just didn't buy a lot of this, and especially the kind of arc that those two characters go on, where they start off kind of butting heads and then. Of course, because it's a movie, ultimately come together or whatever. But I, I didn't buy it. Like it, it just, it didn't feel natural. It felt like this is how the script was written, so this is what's going to happen. It didn't. I feel still don't even. Yeah. It still, it didn't honestly feel like it grew any much more. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, I felt like they were in the same place. I didn't even know that it was eighteen months, Carlos. I didn't even know it was eighteen months. They, that you they said. put it on the bottom. Like, I didn't even. The, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but I mean, I didn't care for like ninety percent of these characters. <laughs> it's so, so true. <laughs> I really didn't. So uh, yeah, is, and the twist solid. was really on. There's a twist. A mi- it's not a huge twist. It's like a mini twist, and it's really random. I I don't know. It felt really unearned to me. But let's <laughs> just just score this movie. I'm tired of talking about it already. It's boring. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> boring movie so i am going to uh i mean like i said there's some entertaining aspects to it there's some 
decent action scenes. And Michael Keaton, I did enjoy him being on the screen when he was on the screen, and Taylor Kitsch as well. So I don't think it's a just a bad, bad movie. I think it's not good, but it's not bad. So I'm going to give it a 4.2 out of 10. Don't see it, but it's not like the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen, you know? So Yeah. Man, this What do you got? <laughs> this is unfortunate. Uh, I was really I was really I was really hoping that this would be a good movie. I was more I was more positive about. It. I mean, I was I was I was enjoying the trailers more than you were. Yeah. But I'm going to give this movie a 5. All right. I feel like some people will come out enjoying the movie cuz I, I think mean, so again, too, yeah. I mean, I think I mean, I think there is some good action sequences in there. Which is unfortunately what a lot of people like mm-hmm. in movies nowadays. <laughs> so explosions, get, good movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think you're gonna get your your worth. You're gonna get your worth. Destruction, mm-hmm. explosion, fight, fight. But but there's but no one gets together. So spoiler alert. <laughs> um, <laughs> just just that's that's your one negative to look forward to. <laughs> but <laughs> but all right. We're done with this movie. Wait, and okay. Can, now, can you? Do you know the Rotten Tomato score? I think I know it. I was actually just on. Can you, I, I, I'm so curious now to know what it is. Okay, Rotten Tomato score is 36. percent Okay. Uh, <laughs> Flickster user score is 72. percent Okay, so you that can makes see, sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see, you know, the, you know, people will say, okay, action sequences are really good. You know, really, you know, really good explosions, but. It looks bad to me personally because I, I can tell. I know, I know, I know what good CGI is. You know, I know what a good green screen is. I've yeah. gone to enough movies to know what it is. What you can spend on good, on a, on good, a good quality special effects. Yeah. So I mean, but when you got top notch actors in there, sometimes you you know that blinds. It's a mirage. You know, sometimes <laughs> it gives up this mirage. That's true. So <laughs> yeah. All right. So, well, let's just move on. We're gonna start talking about. Narcos season three. It's a Netflix show. It dropped uh, what two, three weeks ago now? Maybe two weeks. Yeah, I we couldn't know. review it because of the hurricane. Yeah, exactly. But... We would have reviewed it sooner, but it is what it is. We are going to talk about this show. We will start out spoiler free, even though these are historical events. Come on, people, read a book. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not normally one to say that. So just yeah, we're gonna start spoiler free. Then we'll get into it. Ozzy, what did you think of this season of Narcos? Hmm. I will <laughs> say that it's it's uh it's definitely because okay for me I was really worried. I want to be honest. With you. I was really worried when I went into see season three because you weren't getting a lot of the same people back, and that's what they're saying about season four mm-hmm. is we're probably not going to see Pedro Pascal in season four. Uh, that's so unfortunate. See. I hope. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just because I mean, and we're not going to talk about it right now. We're going to talk about it like later on yeah. in the review. But yeah, so. It's, you know, this is a show where you can, I mean, you can kind of say it's probably an anthology show, kind of, sort of, but. I think they're going to turn it into one. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, but it's, that, and so I was worried, you know, because for two seasons we were looking at, we were following the, we were following Boyd Brooks' character and, and uh, Pedro Pascal's character trying to get Pablo Escobar. Mm-hmm. So I was really worried about how this one would be. And I got to tell you, it was, it was, I'm not going to, you know, I might have liked it probably a like, a, if not a little bit more, or, or about the same, or about the same as season one, mm-hmm. it was really good. They kept it the same intensity. It's still shot really well. You still get good. You still, I, I still, you, you know, it was shot. I don't know where it was specifically shot, but 
I mean, you still get wonderful shots of the countryside and everything. So it was really good. And they do mention, you know, a lot of references in seasons in season um back in seasons two and one, you know, they mm-hmm. do mention some events. So just because I'm saying that it's an anthology show, like it's becoming an anthology show, doesn't mean that you can just start from scratch. You know, it doesn't mean that you can just start like in season three and expect to know what's going on. I would still recommend that you go back and watch all the all the episodes. What yeah, do you think? Because season one and two are great, so watch them. Season yeah. three, I I agree. I think it's it's really good, and I think it takes a while to get going. That's my biggest overall thought from this is that it takes about halfway through the the season for me to actually like go. Okay, we're back. I was watching this, and I was like, for the most part, for the first like, <clears throat> I mean, how many episodes is this? Ten. 13? Yeah, 10 yeah. episodes. Okay, so for the first four or five episodes, honestly, I was sitting there thinking, man, this show is really missing Pablo. We are missing that intimidating presence of that actor because, man, he was good. I mean, he got nominated for reasons for the Emmys, which we're going to talk a little bit about the Emmys uh, in a little bit. But we... I was really missing that. I felt like the show had a gap in it, like a hole, you know? And the Cali Cartel, which is what they were going after this time, was it it, it was cool. It, it was like they're going after it, they're a different kind of villain this time around. So they kind of had to approach the show differently. It, it just wasn't necessarily working for me. I felt like it was a little scatterbrained in the first four or five episodes. Then it starts to pick up, and boy, does it pick up. I think the back half of this season is just as good as some of the better episodes of the past seasons. I really started to get into it. There was one night when I watched like four, five, like three, four episodes, and I had class in the morning, and I should not have stayed up as late as I did watching this show, but it just kept it, it was like it, it kept it was one of those things where you know how Netflix asks you, like, are you sure you're still watching it? You're just like, I can't stop now. <laughs> Netflix, I mean, the show got me to that point um, in the back half. So I don't think that's necessarily good when it takes that long to get there. But when you're three seasons in, you have a little bit more wiggle room in that respect. So like I said, I don't, I think it's my least favorite of the three seasons, but it's it's not bad by any means. I actually still think it's quite good, especially on the strength of the back half of the season. Yeah, I mean, let me tell you, man. Just let me tell you something. Arturo Castro, which ironically, the man has my last name. Just saying. <laughs> man, he is... I'm going to bring out uh, two two different actors. And Arturo, Arturo Castro, he is a force to be reckoned with, man. I mean, he's one of the sons of the... Of the gentleman of Cali, mm-hmm. and he is just so sinister, man. Like he yeah. is so straight up. Like you don't want to mess with him. You don't want to be in this man's bad side. I really, really did like this man's performance. He plays David Rodriguez, and he is just so ruthless, man. And you can see another actor I'm going to bring up. Bring out is Matias um, Matias um, Valeria, mm-hmm. and he plays Jorge um, Salcedo, Oof, yeah. and yeah, and he and like you're you're rooting for this guy as well, man. Like you're rooting for this guy. He's one of the he's one of the guards for the Cali Cartel, and you're rooting for him and you sympathize with him. And the two actors who play, like David and Jorge, like they have such interesting chemistry. And yeah. every time, 
every time on they're on screen together, you just feel that tension in the air. You're just like, damn, like this is insane. And it's you know, really it, re- well written too, because yeah. I feel like every scene that they have together, the dynamic between them switches. Like uh, Jorge will be on top, and then it's what's the other character's name? D- David. David or? was yeah. yeah, David Rodriguez. Yeah, Dave. Da- and then the next scene, David will kind of do something that'll get him in favor, in good favor. So it's just there's always a dynamic kind of an interesting dynamic between the two where they're jostling for positioning, and uh, as I think that the last thing you can criticize this show for, and especially this season, is the acting. Everyone in this season, and really in the show in general, is so good. (laughs) Like, the show is so well acted. And, oh man, I really like it. Crap, man. I was looking at, uh, I was looking at, uh, Michael Stauff, Michael David, I'm just gonna call him because that middle name confuses the crap out of me, but Michael David, he was actually in Cloverfield. I had no idea, but I was, I was like, this man looks so familiar. I just cannot put, (laughs) I just can't put, a freaking i just can't put a face like i can't i can't put you by the movie like mm-hmm. i want to know i just looked and i was like that's where he was from and this is the first thing i've, I've ever seen him in since cloverfield <laughs> he was actually one of the dea agents who said he had a partner Carlos. i don't know if you remember he yeah. was a blonde guy yeah he was actually really good too he was actually really good yeah. i think everybody was really well i think the production on the show is still up to par with the rest of the three seasons i still think it's really good unfortunately the gentlemen of cali are not as threatening you don't feel that. I mean, there are some. Don't get me wrong. There are some very, very intense moments. Yeah. Very intense moments, especially in episode nine. You have some really tense moments, right? But I just don't think that it compares. You know, like I don't think the villains, except for Arturo Castro, I really don't think that it compares to as much as Pablo Escobar. I just, I really don't think so. I mean, you have who do you have? I think you're trying to look at this actor's name. I think he plays. Yeah. His name is, he plays Chepe, and his name is Pepe Raposote, something like that. Mm-hmm. But he plays Chepe. And that barber shop scene is arguably one of the best scenes in the entire show. I'm just saying that right now. That barber shop scene was fantastic. It's in the trailer. But, Carlos, I don't know if you agree with me. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a great but scene. It, it was one of the best scenes in the entire show. Yeah. I loved that scene. Mm-hmm. And you can just feel the intensity in the air. And I was, everybody was actually saying that they should have a, a spinoff of Chip because he was just so good. <laughs> if it's, yeah, like he yeah. was just so, he, like he was so threatening. And I honestly loved his character. Mm-hmm. If it's any one character, like if it's two characters that I want to say right now that I want to have like a show of, like a spinoff, if they could ever do it. It'd be of David Rodriguez and Chip because those two were just so yeah. great. They were really great. I mean, because the thing is, the Rodriguez brothers, who were the head of the Cali Cartel, I mean, they really didn't do much. They were different. They were the different villains. Yeah, like I mean, they really didn't do much, especially the especially like the oldest one. Well, you know, they really weren't violent. Per I se. I found the oldest one. Uh, all right, you want to go full spoilers here? Yeah, let's go. Let's all go. right. Spoiler warning, if you've not watched this season of Narcos and you don't know anything about what happens, you might want to skip ahead to recommendations or whatever. All right, this is your warning. So, he's the one who goes to prison, right? The oldest one? Yeah. All right, so I actually found him more compelling than 
well, I found him more compelling at first than his brother. Then I felt like he kind of weighed down the show. Because at first, I I was just really fascinated by the idea of them surrendering. Because that's their plan, or that's his plan for their cartel, is that they're going to surrender. They'll be able to keep all their assets, but they won't be in danger of being arrested anymore. And they'll be able to show their faces in public. So that's their plan. And I found that such a fascinating plan. I, I mean, I would have never kind of thought to... I mean, obviously, this is based on real-life events, but I would have never thought to go in that direction. And it, it I found it really compelling. Now, once he gets arrested, and it does throw things off, and that kind of is great a great story point, but we keep going back to him, and I feel like it... I get why they did it, but it just felt like we don't need his character anymore. Now, focus on the other brother. And they did, for the most part. But his the the younger brother the the one who is with the girl or the wife of the yeah. guy that died or whatever yeah again, Maria Salazar yes, yeah who she is really good in this as well she or he I I didn't care about him until he started like going against his brother once he yeah, started going I against mean, his brother I was just like okay now I you're mean, interesting and it's a, <laughs> it's a bit unfortunate because they really killed it off when he when uh, Miguel got captured yeah. Miguel got captured. He's the younger brother I'm talking about. Miguel got captured, and then you would think that there would be this huge thing when, you know, Gobrodo finds him in prison with him. And they just hung it out. And I was like, yo, this, yeah. this is something up. This is probably one of the most disappointing aspects of this season was, you know, they, you know, you could see that the DEA kind of created this, this, uh, this, this rift between them. And Gobrodo really can't do anything from prison, you know? Mm hmm. And I was expecting this to be like really great, like you know, like this rift between these brothers and you know them to hate each other. But no, they just hung it out, and then Miguel just goes back to being under his brother, Gerberto, and it ends up just you know, it it just kind of makes it just kind of like okay, the, what was the point of all this if you were just going to end up still ending up with the same result? Yeah, you know? so that's the only disappointing aspect I have to say that that is of the show. Gerberto has a lot more charisma. Mm-hmm. on screen you like him yes you know he's a really nice guy so you know you w- i do wish that they would have used Gilberto more but you know historically accurate the man does get caught so i can't be mad at that exactly. you know they're just doing historically uh yeah. so things, but my obviously i think everyone's favorite part of the show i mean i unless you have a different opinion i would be interested to know if you do the best part of the show is jorge correct Yes. Okay. Jorge, Jorge yes. man. He was such a driving force, and yes. I really did like some of the dialogue that he did have with some of the DEA agents. Because, uh, you know, these are rookie DEA agents. You know, they're rookies. Yeah. They just got there. And he was just, you know, and he, he trusted them with everything that, you know, with his family. He ultimately and, becomes our protagonist for the season. Yeah, he ultimately season. does. Yeah, uh, it's him and Pedro Pascal, honestly, the, the two protagonists. I mean, uh, Pedro Pascal is really sidelined, I'm going to go ahead and say. For the show, you know, mm-hmm. he's doing all the like all the like all the, all the political battles. You know, he is there for some of the guns, like some of the action sequences. But you know, he is basically sideline. You know, but he's he, doing everything. He, he has a crucial part. Yeah, I mean, he's doing everything he can politically to get everything done. You and know, he, and he's like, also and he has. Yeah, go for I it. like the fact that I like the fact that he also has a, a bit more power than yes. he did in the other two seasons. Mm-hmm. And he's also. In my opinion, he's the moral compass of the show. Uh, and it kind of shows that 
things are kind of off and we come to the conclusion ultimately that, you know, uh, well, it's a question that the show asks us and they ask us through Pedro Pascal's character is, is this worth it? If you're doing things that are arguably just as bad, you're making just, just horrible compromises to try to catch these people. And ultimately, it just keeps getting passed on the line. The next drug cartel is going to take over. So what is it worth it? And they ask us these questions. And I think Pedro Pascal becomes so key to them asking those questions this season. And I actually didn't mind his shift in role in that aspect. Now, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't either. I think he did a pretty uh, – look, Pedro Pascal always gives an A-list performance. Oh, yeah. I've never seen him – Give anything less, and he's one of the main reasons. He's one of the main reasons why I want to see uh, Kingsman a golden a golden circle. So mm-hmm. this man has never let me down, and I I did again once again loves his performance in the show. Yeah. So I mean, Jorge is obviously we talked about him. He's a great character, and his arc is amazing. I think it's so well written, and. Honestly, that's when he starts deciding, and this is when the around the sh- when the show hooked me was when he starts deciding that he's going to work with the DEA. When he's going to try, this is how he's going to get out of this. Um, when he sees his partner or whatever get killed, and his wife and the, his partner's wife get killed, and all of that, he he makes that decision, and that's when the show switches because that's when it's like, okay, Jorge is the main character. I'm all in on Jorge. Now, that's, and the tension builds up that way. I mean, it is excellent. It's so well done where you are on the edge of your seat, like you're just worried sick about Jorge because he is such a great character and you care about him so much. Now, that being said, and I've said he's the main character, you're right. The other DEA agents, I I actually, I thought they were pretty good. I was not expecting to care about these new DEA agents. It's like, okay, so we're replacing one white guy for another and his partner. It's like, we're just, this is the next generation. We're passing the baton or whatever. Cool. But I actually ended up kind of liking them. I thought they had an interesting dynamic between the two of them. And they all ended up having an interesting dynamic and, an, and a really, really compelling relationship with Jorge where they... Ultimately, they just cared about their guy. Like, they just wanted to get him out by the end. They were just like, we don't care about all this. Of course, we want to catch him, but we have to, we promised this, dude. We just, and and then again, it goes back to the moral questions that the show asks us, where Pedro Pascal's character, he's a little bit more like, no, we, we need to catch him, or we need to catch them. This He's going to stay here as long as we need him. And he ends up lying to them to, to do that. And again... I think they did a great job balancing Jorge with the new DEA agents with Pedro Pascal all to end up presenting us with these moral quandaries, you know? Yeah, I mean, you can just see how desperate Jorge is in this in the show. I mean, you can just see him. I mean, his wife is upset. You see that the Cali Cartel is upset, is upset you know? He yeah. is just being stretched from both lines. And then you just see how desperate he is just to go for, just you know, just to tell these new rookies, and, you know, you can see that one of them is just like, you're not telling us the truth. And, you know, I really love that scene where he's yeah. like, they killed the other guy. You uh-huh. understand? Like, they killed him. They killed him and his wife. And they're going to do the same thing to my family if you guys don't help me. Like, I, I, yeah. I, if we're going to do this, we need to trust each other. And you can just see 
their faces just turn like now we understand what's going on and uh-huh. like you know you're rooting for him the whole entire time and that episode nine sequence where you see this guns like this gunfire yeah. and you're really in you know, like you know you really you're really uh rooting for these other da's because like with all due respect we got to go in there we got to get this guy <laughs> like he's probably dying right now and Pedro pascal is like look he's probably there he's like it doesn't matter we need to i need to confirm because i can still go in there and yeah. You're seeing Jorge just get choked to death, and like, like I was just like, no, like Jorge live. <laughs> I was like, no, because you know I really wanted him to make it out, of yeah. course, and you know ultimately he did, which is great. And I, I just loved, I loved his character. He's definitely one of the most liked characters on the show. Is yeah. Jorge, if not, if not the most liked. I mean, he is just so good, and he is a driving force in the show. Yeah. All right. We've talked about negatives here and there, but what's th- this is really my last question that I have for you, unless you have anything else you want to talk about. What's your biggest negative slash disappointment for this season? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say again. I mean, the fact that, you know, Miguel, Miguel was, Miguel, they were trying to make Miguel this big baddie. Mm-hmm. Um, they really were trying to make him this, this really big uh, bad guy. And it just didn't work out. And it feels like as soon as, um, you know, because I would have liked, I would have liked to see more of the conflict between the two brothers, you know, and all that just ended within two minutes. So it was just really that part was also disappointing. Um, also, never, I'm trying to find this this actor's name, but he was um, he was in the okay, the guy who played the guy who played Pacho Herrera. Right, mm-hmm. he went to Mexico for most of the, for like most of the season. I'm gonna go ahead and say like between six, six and seven episodes. I could be wrong. Maybe half the season he was in Mexico, and you see him with this uh, with with the other drug cartel who who's leading the Me- the Mexican cartel over there. They're allies, and I was just disappointed. Like I was kind of just like, whatever happened to the guy in Mexico? Like we're having like different sidelines, and then yeah. all of a sudden, Pancho just um flies back and you don't understand like what happens with the other guy like was he dead what happens because you only know we only know that the north valley just attacked them but we don't know where it happened to him so i was always wondering like what happened to what happened to that guy mm-hmm. like is it going to be the main villain like what's up because they, he, like he was in the show for a few episodes so I, I was always wondering like whatever happened to that character and we never got confirmation on that character and yeah. so I don't know what's going to happen with that. They're, I was interested in this character as well because, you uh-huh. know, he was – they did bring up Mexico. So I was like, okay, so, like, is he going to be the main one? I would have liked to see more of his character because I did think I did think the other guy had charisma as well, the, the guy, the leader of the Mexican cartel. Yeah, you, you're, you're right. There are a couple of storylines that they kind of start, but then I feel like they never fully develop. Now, that could just be set up for future seasons, but – Ultimately, we're judging this season as a season in and of itself, and there are storylines that just kind of happen and then don't feel like they ever resolve themselves to a satisfactory level. Uh, my biggest negative is, and I don't think this is the performance a performance issue. I we already said I think she was really good, but Maria's storyline I just didn't care, and this is this goes to Miguel as well. I mean, until he decides he's going to go against his brother's wishes. I didn't care about him, and that goes for his other relating storylines as well. I didn't care for, like, every time that that relationship was happening, I'm like, you know, this is really, you guys are acting well. It's not that. It's just, I don't think that this is adding anything to this. And ultimately, I don't think that side story of Maria and all those different things added much. Now, when she 
goes to talk to David, that was a great scene. That I loved it. I absolutely loved that scene. Yes, he was yeah. just like, he was just like, okay, what do you want? And then she's just like, have you heard from your father? And then he's just like, yeah. Like <laughs> I love, I just loved his whole demeanor there. Yeah, and you could just tell that he that like you know she couldn't even say anything to him because it's, it's what she did. She literally opened up, you know. She literally, I hate to say it, she did what she had to do to protect her and herself, and like yeah. herself and her kid. And David knew it. David was like, "Look, just do it again. You're good at that." And <laughs> she was just so, like she couldn't even she couldn't even say anything because she she knows that in her like deep down inside that's exactly what she did. And David again, Arturo Castro again. He was one of these faces. I was like. This guy looks so familiar. Like, where is this guy from? Like, I've seen him before. And he was actually in last year's um, Billin's Long Walk. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was just like, this guy is so good. And I want to see him in more stuff. Definitely in more stuff. I mean, this guy was fantastic. Yeah. I got to tell you, man. He was one of the, he was like one of the, like, again, like, I've had a name Billin's, man. It'd be like, obviously, Pablo Escobar is number one mm-hmm. until, until dethroned, right? Yeah. And then it'd be Arturo Castro and like like Arturo like Arturo Castro's David Rodriguez and then and then uh, Chepe they're like they're they're like one on one like just you know battling it out for second place because like both these uh, characters had scenes in there where we were just like oh my gosh like, <laughs> these men are reckless like yeah. damn like it's crazy so yeah all right definitely uh, definitely a good show definitely recommend the show yeah it's a really good one definitely yes. recommend it's not for everybody because it's not for everybody but again if you're if you're interested in like a like a like a biopic kind of show then this is definitely a good one yeah crime drama um and don't mind reading subtitles <laughs> yeah because <laughs> you're gonna be doing that all right well that was our discussion well, what well if you don't speak spanish oh true <laughs> Fair enough. (laughs) All right. So that was our discussion on Narcos Season 3. Now we are going to start talking recommendations. Ozzy, do you have anything? Um, I do have something, actually. Okay. I was actually, like, you know, I was actually watching This Is Us with a a friend of mine. Because she hasn't, hasn't, you know, she hasn't seen it. We finished the whole show. Comes back this month. Uh, I know, like she was crying. I was almost crying. I was like, "Damn, <laughs> um, this is us, guys." I think this is like the third time I've ever recommended this show. This is such a good show. It's a, it's a, such an amazing show. Um, I definitely recommend that you guys watch this show. It, it just has such an amazing cast. Um, Stephen K. Uh, what's his name? Stephen K. Uh, uh, Sterling, yes. I believe his name. Um, it's just so good, man. I mean, not, I'm like everybody, even the guy who plays Kevin is so good and definitely he's, he's just amazing. He's probably the comedic relief, like uh, the, the actual, um, uh, Jack's kid, mm-hmm. uh, the, the guy who plays Jack, uh, Milo. Yeah. That man is amazing. Such a likable character. Mandy and the more, the, Mandy Moore is amazing. It's just the more and more you watch the show. I can only watch that show all day. It's the, <laughs> It's the more and more I watch the show that I actually care for the characters a crap ton more. You know, yeah. like I'm I was like, I, you know, I was at first, you know, I was so attached to, to, you know, to Randall's character. And then after I watched it again, I was like, damn, I love Kevin. And then after that, I'm like, damn, but Jack, though, <laughs> you know, so it's just, mm-hmm. you know, you, you love all these characters and it's, uh, it's just such a good show. Definitely. 
we're actually going to have a discussion next week on our top 10 TV shows because the Emmys, as Carlos has yep. mentioned, is actually coming up soon. So we're going to do a top 10 list for you guys next week. But definitely, definitely watch um, This Is Us. It's an amazing show. All right. My recommendation is actually going to be something on... It's either on the HBO YouTube channel or the Game of Thrones actual YouTube channel. They put out this little kind of animated um, history of Westeros series. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. And, well, they're only, they only put one episode, and it's like a couple minutes long, and they are so cruel. They put up that episode, and I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome They keep if they do this on YouTube. And at the end, it says, available on the Game of Thrones Season 7 DVD and Blu-ray set. I'm like, ah, oh, I hate you, Game of Thrones. You know, there's actually, there's actually some, um, there's actually, I think, and the thing is, the thing that I like about it is that they actually have voiceovers from the actual actors um, from the show. I don't know. I don't know, but it's like um, history and lore that you can search up, mm-hmm. and it's not actually like it's kind of like um, illustrations, basically, right? Yeah. The of the of the characters, and it's like voiceovers, you know. So you get it from you get it from Rob Stark. Um, okay, that's cool. Uh, Brand Stark, and you know, it's like an hour long, and they're episodes, basically, kind of, and you just you get a whole history on Robert Trebellion, mm-hmm. and you also get. Um, you kind of get mostly everybody's opinions. I don't think I, I need to rewatch some of it, but it's actually really good. I mean, you get yeah. you get little Brand Stark in there. You get um, Catelyn Stark, Rob Stark. Uh, you get Baelish. Um, you even get um, you who uh, you get Tywin Lannister. So you just get a lot of characters on there. That's cool. And, you know, you each get you get each of their perspectives on the war. Um, each of their perspectives on on the wall. Um, and everything else like that. So it's it's actually pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, that's so, cool. So, I mean, you can also, yeah, so you can also check that out. I mean, that's how I kind of got, that's how, I mean, when I started, when I actually started really getting invested in Game of Thrones, because I was watching Game of Thrones, you know, because it was a cool show, but I really wasn't invested. Like, you can even ask Carlos, like, I kept forgetting people's names. <laughs> but, um, you know, once I really got, uh, like, a, like, a hold of the history of it, I was actually really intrigued by, like, you know, obviously where we are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis, actually, Dennis actually just got done watching the show. Um, he actually just got done watching it, Carlos. Ooh, nice. Yeah, like when I I asked him like how do you feel about Jon Snow? He's like, I don't care about Jon Snow. I was like, what, what, what do you mean you don't care about just Jon Snow? He's like, it's only about Daenerys and somebody and some other character. And then when he told me that he finished, I was like, okay, so what do you think about Jon Snow now? He's like, that man is a savage. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, you care about him? He's like, dude, 100. percent So yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's such a good show. That's also my recommendation. Yeah, if you're not watching everything, what the hell are you doing? And that <laughs> that little history um, thing that I had mentioned, it's I hope that it, they released it online because it basically the first episode was kind of about the Doom of Valyria, and I think it ends with Aegon deciding that he's gonna start conquering Westeros. So it, it's just it was really cool. So I I would recommend checking that out, and then. Really, anything where you can learn more about that world because it is so expansive, like Ozzy said, and it will help you watching the show as well. So check those things out. All right, Ozzy, you want to sign us out? Yes, I will sign us out. Hundred <laughs> percent. You're right there. <laughs> yeah, finding I'm your notes. Ah, uh, yeah. They they weren't pulled up. They weren't. It's pulled all up. right. Sorry. We're good. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't, 
you know the thing you know i was telling uh, a friend of mine yesterday you know because uh not, i think it was no it wasn't yesterday it was actually thursday mm-hmm. um we went to the movies and we saw american assassin mm-hmm. and i was like this actually feels really weird to me and she goes why i'm like because i haven't been to the movies in so long so i'm just like i feel like i haven't been in like like four months but it's only been like two weeks uh, you still need to see it I still do, but I haven't found anybody to go with me because everybody down here has seen it. Dude, I'm telling you, you'll laugh more than you'll be scared. It's so good. <laughs> one of those, I'm one of those guys that means somebody. All okay. right, fair enough. But Carlos, I, Carlos, yeah, Carlos isn't there. Carlos isn't there for me anymore because he went back to Virginia. <laughs> Douchebag. Right, Sorry. Anyways, anyways, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check us out on YouTube. This is Screen Fellows.